0: It is good tis good to talk.
1: It is, it is. I feel like we can now share my exciting news, which I have been hinting at for many months, and uh obviously nobody none of my current colleagues listened to this show. Well, they would have figured it out, yeah. Because if they did, they wouldn't have been surprised of my announcement mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. This is true. No, it's not. I'm leaving. Uh, not the
0: podcast. He's leaving the show. It's just going to be me talking to me.
1: Uh, no, I'm I'm leaving Clyde after oh, about eighteen months. I have decided that's it. That is it. I am I've I've had enough of death, murder, and knocking on bereaved families' doors to ask about their dead brother
0: and or other family member.
1: I have just had enough, and so I am going to the world of unemployment, James. Yay. What's it like over there?
0: It's it's. It's pretty freeing. You got a lot of downtime. Uh, possibly not as much money, but a whole lot more free time.
1: <laughs> well, see, no, but that's you're saying less money, but you're not counting like ongoing drug production labs, potential uh, selling of organs slash services yeah you know there's other ways to make money james not just from podcasts you
0: you don't need to worry about bringing a company down with you if you get caught
1: (laughs) exactly you're just bringing down yourself zero guilt exactly i mean you're literally you are your own boss but yes there are several potential pitfalls that, that, that come your way but yes my last day is october 19th it's in the diary and uh and yeah, I'm 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 excited. I am excited, James. This is this is something to be excited about. Do you know the main thing? You're right. Is it's very freeing. It's knowing that I can actually now go and do the things I want to do, like make more terrible music. Yeah. And write slightly better segues on the podcast.
0: Yeah, because we plan this <laughs>
1: exactly. We don't just do it. Oh, oh, quick! What what ninety minute slot can you somehow cram in this week? We can actually be like, hey. Let's do this at a regular time. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice?
0: Imagine us both having the same schedule. And get this,
1: we could even release it at the same time every week. <gasps>
0: Consistency.
1: <gasps> Whoa. Until one of us is a busy day. This this is exciting. Man, how's your week been?
0: My week's been alright. I've been have I've recovered fully from tonsillitis, and then the following the following ra- random symptoms, and I've actually been sleeping, and it's been pleasant.
1: Well, sounds like we've had a great week all round then.
0: I also am quitting my job. Wait, what? Yes, and I am going to h- hire myself again at <laughs> an increased wage.
1: <laughs> and, and Okay. Is, is, is that a joke, or really? Are you, like, increasing your, your own salary?
0: Well, I can't really quit my, my job. I am my job.
1: You are your job. Yes. And you do a great job of being you, James. I do, and all right job i accept a, all right not great a great a great james job <laughs> oh, oh dear okay Shall episode you something yeah there we go episode one four three of cease operate the least dull podcast in Scotland. Yes,
0: and potentially the world.
1: Potentially the world. I'm Colin and he is James. Yep. Uh and we will somehow steer this ailing podcast to its <laughs> final destination. Wow. Is this the final episode? Uh, no, no, I mean like like as in the 40 minute mark. That's our final destination. All right. Okay, yeah. We got this. Did you listen to the to the to the Radio Clyde podcast by the way? Oh, I I did not. Okay, well, the first episode, just whilst we're listening to a podcast, if you want to listen to more let's, of let's me... Let's advertise
0: another podcast, yeah.
1: <laughs> if you want to listen to more of me, but not James. James is not in this one. No. Nope. And it's it's less like jokey joke and more like... Newsy news. Newsy news. Right. And it's it is with, a, it's with a, uh, my colleague, Natalie Crawford, who's a very, very talented journalist. See, it's called see- Week in the Weege. Yeah. And if you want to hear literally just two journalists talking about the week in Glasgow... Then that is right up your street. It's Scotland's most newsy podcast. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, but no, it's I've got a quick
0: question. How many episodes are you gonna be in? <laughs> That's a very good point. I don't wanna advertise I don't want to advertise a podcast that you that you're <laughs> that you're gonna leave.
1: I figured that we've got at least five more contractually obliged podcasts. Right. But I don't know if you know, James, but I do quite like doing podcasts. And so I have suggested that you, c- that to you ease can ease the transition. Yeah. I would continue to do it Oof. unpaid. Unpaid? For a little while longer. God. Get that. Imagine doing an unpaid podcast. You're, you're a generous lad. The sacrifices. Yeah,
0: the time you, you were put into putting out a thing that makes you no money. Imagine doing something <laughs> Imagine. like that. Imagine,
1: Indeed. Right. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. You can get in touch on Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Gmail. No one, nobody, No one's going to do it. Wow. I bet they won't.
0: We're such a positive force in the world. <laughs> but
1: I am convinced... That, that will change once we just, once we both really quit our jobs for good and only focus on CSL Parade.
0: When well, you actually start producing content aside from a little exactly. podcast.
1: Exactly. Hey, we could do that too. Oh man, what an exciting time to be alive, James.
0: Yes, everyone that's listening, you can consume even more of our opinions. <laughs> Okay. Imagine being able to have more of our opinions in
1: your life. Let's start with the news that Nike, only a couple of years late, have announced American football star Colin Kaepernick as the face of their new campaign. Now, before we, we get into the actual discussion, let's just play a quick uh, clip off Nike's promotional video. If people say your dreams are crazy, if they laugh at what you think you can do, good. Stay that way. Because what non believers fail to understand is that calling a dream crazy is not an insult. It's a compliment. Uh, James, I'm presuming you will be up to speed with Colin Kaepernick. I know the guy. Right. Not personally. Wait.
0: I do know him personally. Or oh, do you? Okay, In my great. heart. I believe it, so therefore it's
1: true. Um, American football star who, of course, uh, sparked national furore. Oof. ...by kneeling during the National Anthem in a protest against police brutality.
0: Yeah, how, how dare he,
1: by the way. Absolutely. Oof. Now, he is not played... Oof, so disrespectful. He has not played in the NFL for two years... ...because, basically, all the NFL bosses are like... ...well, well if we hire this guy, half of our support's going to leave.
0: Yeah. He's a risky investment, for sure.
1: He's He's essentially been blackballed from every team in the league. And now, on the eve of the new NFL season... Nike, you're putting him front and center, James. What's you make of this move? Before we get into the ramifications of, of what's actually happening in reaction to it, well, I like
0: it. As much as I dislike corporations, I like this th- this thing they've done. I think this is a good thing to do to show support to someone who was expressing a resentment of a of a bad thing, right? So I'm all for this. And it's a bit late. They've taken a wee <laughs> while. Have. Maybe they were saving it for the 30th, but they they could have just gone for the 28th, and that would have been
1: fine too. Do you think this was a knee-jerk move, or do you think they they, they spent months on this? Well,
0: they must have they spent a while on this, right? Because it's been it's been a long time since it was headline news. Well,
1: it's why it's why I say it's two years late. Like the, the you know the horse has bolted two years ago. Yeah, the horse has been shot.
0: Yeah, but there was a safe bet Sorry. knowing that this would get Sorry. back into considering the, headlines. the
1: considering the topic you're saying the horse has been shot. probably wow. wasn't the best phrase, but you know what I mean. The horse has been made into glue. The horse, <laughs> the horse has been. Put out to pasture. That's that's a better phrase. It's been made into glue. Who makes horses into glue? Glue factories. Why do you use horses?
0: They're good producers of glue.
1: Do they actually? Really?
0: Okay, a quick seesaw parade.
1: Glue This is not true. Horses make glue. Glue is made from like plastic and things, isn't
0: it? It uh, historically is indeed made from collagen taken from animal parts, particularly horse hooves and bones.
1: I didn't know. I thought you were just trying to be wacky and cool. I am well read, Colin. Sorry. Right. Let's go back to the point here. It's a little bit late for Nike to do this, but you still think better late than ever.
0: Better late, and it also immediately grabbed all the headlines, so it wasn't too late. They could have done it sooner, but it clearly is still an issue. So this is a good move and a good time, even if it's not the best time.
1: Okay. Well, in reaction to that, obviously people uh, took the hashtag "just do it" and changed it to "just burn it." Yeah, people burning their shoes and stuff. One person burning his shoes whilst he was still wearing them. I don't believe that one. No, 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 no. Literally, the the guy had a video of him setting his shoes on fire as he was wearing the shoes. I
0: think it was video-shopped.
1: And then, oh, oh, I don't know about that. And then the next picture was his his feet. But, uh, okay, fair enough. Cynical as you may be, Seamus. Uh, No one's that dumb. No one. I don't don't know about that. Well, I mean, the, the fact that people were, like, cutting their Nike Tags out of their socks and shorts. Yeah, despite having already paid for the products, they've already
0: bought them. They've they've given the money to the company already. Cutting uh, them up just means that you're giving them the money for even less. So I think
1: yeah, I think you know when you're questioning or you know maybe not questioning their intelligence, I think you should question it. Uh, Regardless, Nike's products uh, in terms of sales actually went up by thirty one percent compared to last year.
0: Already, yeah.
1: So. Yeah, in my mind, they've done a lot of research and they've said, actually, this would probably be quite a good move for us. And lo and behold, they've done it.
0: Yeah. And one of the funniest things that happened was that Trump couldn't come out against this strongly because they are currently uh, letting some of his space. So he, for the first time, I believe, ever, Trump's response to something was pretty mellow. Yeah, um, you're right. Actually, I've not actually
1: seen him say anything about this.
0: Well, I think he tweeted about. I think he included that people are free to express and do what they want, or something like that. So while he doesn't agree with it, Nike can do what they want because America freedom. Yes.
1: That was a very measured response, which yeah. doesn't sound like he actually said it.
0: Yeah, but the tweet also included the fact that they are paying him for his land. They're 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 he's his la- He's their landlord. <laughs> okay. But that's gonna be over. They're leaving. They're leaving Trump Tower eventually. So. Okay. Maybe we'll get the real tweet once that's done.
1: Moving on to a bumper trailer bonanza from the world of TV and movies. Now, if anyone uh, has been listening to Cease Operate for a long time, you will know my f- probably favourite show over the last couple of years, which James actually introduced me to. Yay! Was BoJack Horseman? It has a season five trailer. It's it's incredible. Shall we listen? And it's so exciting. Let's listen to it. I'm on this new show, Philbert. I'm Philbert, star of the show. Hey, everyone, Bojack's here, ready to shoot.
0: You say you want to get better, and you don't know how. I'm not someone therapy works on. I
1: might be too smart.
0: Would it kill you to smile?
1: Bojack, in my mind, the character is one of the most well-written, yeah, tragic characters in television today. Yeah. I love this show and this trailer has got me very excited.
0: There's so many parts of this show that are surprisingly relatable. Because you oh, see absolutely. The show and it's a bunch of people and animals uh being doing, in ridiculous situations and then every single episode with the most ridiculous things happening touch, touches your heart. Pokes you right in the heart <laughs> and you feel it on all fronts. All the different characters Get their chance to to speak to any individual out there. Yeah, uh, and mostly in tragic ways that make you feel quite a wee bit sad. But it's a good kind of sad. It's cathartic. Now, I'm excited for this series, and the trailer makes it look like it's gonna be up to its usual standard.
1: Yeah, if you haven't watched BoJack Horseman yet, or not even given it a try, then then please do. It's slog slog through the early
0: apps. Yeah. standard TV stuff. It takes a while to find its feet.
1: But no, it's it's well worth it, and I think season three and four were tremendous, yeah. really, really and brilliant I ex- stuff.
0: I expect that this trailer is doing the same as some of the other ones, where there's some heavy misdirection going on with <laughs> yes. what's what's happening. Because and not to spoil it too much, but a previous trailer literally showed the final scenes of a character and made it look like a happy thing. When in the in the show they were they were dying in that specific scene. There we go. So yeah. They, they really like to play play around with the audience for the, for this for these trailers.
1: Okay talking off another Netflix show which has a first teaser trailer it's Marvel's Daredevil, coming back yeah, for yeah. season three mm-hmm. uh, now this is just a 30 second clip but let's just play a short segment of it. I once believed that justice could be found in a court of law and in the light of day and I was fooling myself Darkness only responds to darkness.
0: And The truth is, I'd rather die as the devil than live as Matt Murdock.
1: James, I'm not really sure where this show is going. Go. I'll tell you why in a minute. But let me let's hear your thoughts.
0: It's going dark. That's where it's where it's going.
1: I know that, but, like, where's the character going?
0: He's going... Because he's meant to be be
1: dead, and then he rescued him, and he's not dead.
0: That was just gutting that they revealed that straight away. But it's going dark. He's not going to be a good little lawyer, um, Matthew Burdock, uh, Dandelion and Burdock. He's going to be Daredevil and Burdock. Uh, He's going to be finding justice through violence. And maybe this season will be an arc of him learning that that's not the answer.
1: We'll find it. But we But this is my frustration. The audience already knows that that's that's not the answer, and the audience already knows that eventually he'll see the good in people, and he'll see the truth, and he'll go back to being Matt Murdock. Like there's no real sense of oh wait, this guy's actually turning into a bad guy. Well, no, maybe this will be the
0: death of Matthew Murdock, and he'll just no, he'll 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 not return to that side of the character, and he will just be a. Back to the normal Daredevil who, who is violent but
1: isn't deadly. I refuse to believe that they would turn a character whose first season... I mean, that, as I've said before, the first season of Daredevil is the highlight, in my view, of Marvel's oh, yeah. TV fare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. That first season, which was so good, I just do not think they can suddenly go from, in the space of, what, a few seasons and one of the Defenders, this guy being this virtuous... Working for free lawyer to suddenly some badass is going to go around killing people. He's it's just not going to happen. And the audience, I don't think, believes the it. Law
0: firms dead. You can't you can't just resurrect. It. And Foggy's a big old lawyer now. He's not going to come back to 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 Metz. <sighs> Maybe he will. Maybe that's the arc too. Is Foggy realizing <laughs> that big lawyer business isn't good after all? I'm going to be a small town lawyer again.
1: Call me cynical, but. Uh... I just don't see it. I know the trailer is trying to lead you down that path of oh, Daredevil is gonna get all shifty and evil. Yeah, it's not gonna. The thing happen.
0: is, he's, he's rescued by a bunch of nuns and his mum, his mother nun. So it seems a weird start to be like in a an a, a nunnery. I don't even know what they're what they are in a in a in a, ten, in a something with a bunch of nuns to go immediately into violent, dark, Matthew Murdock. I was
1: going to say a tenement, but that's not right, isn't it?
0: I'm, I'm just, it's not
1: it's not a nunnery either I'm i am just
0: stick with nunnery it's a fun word
1: <laughs> yeah let's go for that also mother nun sounds like a great band name but uh yeah that's a that's one for another day uh let's convent. go for, convent that's it <laughs> not tenement not nunnery convent. i'm I still
0: stick with nunnery and mother nun
1: <laughs> okay right briefly because we've got bazillion trailers here we go bad times at the el royale oh, yes. now there's a film title for you yeah now this one's kind of snuck up on me to be honest you've got Chris Hemsworth, John mm-hmm. uh, John Hamm, Jeff yeah, Bridges to go to Fanning. No, sorry, to go to Johnson even. Uh, yeah. Um, and it's from Drew Goddard, who did Cloverfield and The Martian, who's writing and directing. Yeah, and I, I like all of the above. Absolutely. Let's have a quick listen. First time at the El Royale. You have the option to stay in either California or Nevada. I always wanted to stay in the honeymoon suite, even though I'm not currently on my honeymoon. <laughs> What are you doing out here?
0: I got a job singing in Reno tomorrow. Don't pay nothing, but uh, singing, singing. <laughs> this is not a place for a priest, Father. You shouldn't be here. This looks interesting and intense, and I like it. I, I don't know what it's gonna do, and I like that. i I'm, I'm this this trailer has caught my imagination.
1: It uh, yeah, I would agree. There's a couple things I'd say. One, I don't know if it was this trailer or maybe the one I saw in the cinema, uh. but in the trailer, Jeff Bridges' character, who's a priest, at one point in the trailer, near the very end, says, I'm not a priest. Oh, yeah. A heads up, by the way. Uh, I'm not come, a priest. That's on. a bit much. I didn't want to hear that Like, why yet. would you put that in the trailer? Why don't just save that for the actual movie? Because yeah. now everyone going in who's seen the trailer is like, oh, he's clearly not a priest. Wonder what he's up to. Yeah, maybe it's
0: obvious that he's not a priest from the get-go, and that's why they don't okay. feel bad about it.
1: Second point. This trailer, if you go and see it, everybody... Just reminds me of a like a B movie version of the Hateful Eight, which was Quentin Tarantino's <laughs> I movie. Quite say B movie. Okay, well, with an A list cast, a B movie with an A list cast okay, I'll allow that. Uh, of of lots of high profile actors in a confined space, and one by one they all die. That's literally what the Hateful Eight was. Sorry, a spoilers. A bunch of people
0: who maybe want to kill each other and maybe don't in a room slash hotel that,
1: uh, yeah this just sounds like this just with a slightly snazzier title and with the less snazzy director Yeah, and
0: a modern 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 er
1: s- setting yeah exactly anyway i I, yeah, I, I like this trailer we'll, we'll see it when it comes out
0: i liked i liked i liked Hemsworth's acting in the trailer from what i've seen it's a good it's a different side to him so i like i'm, I'm, I'm happy i'm happy
1: okay uh, next one i'm not going to play a clip from this trailer because i'm pretty sure we've played literally all the predator trailers but james another one's come out
0: oh yeah another predator trailer here it is okay
1: so uh this film is out i think in the next week in the uk yes uh for anyone who hasn't heard it's shane black from kiss kiss bang bang from iron man 3 and uh and sherlock holmes as well actually yeah i really liked this last trailer is it bad that i liked it (laughs)
0: No, because this trailer has a defined purpose and it's not to be full of intrigue and to keep some secrets to make us wonder what the film is about. Because we know exactly what this film is about because it's Predator <laughs> 10, right? We know that the Predator yeah. comes in and yeah. kills off almost all the cast except maybe one of them.
1: who Except the crazy ones. Yeah, so... No, 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 no sorry, you're right. Kills off all of them except one who's then deemed to be crazy... And the crazy ones fight back against the predator. That's what this trailer essentially yes. spills out the entire plot.
0: Yeah, the trailer shows us the plot, but it keeps most of the resolution back, which is what I, which is what I'm okay with. So this trailer, yeah. it's it's doing what it needs to. This because we're so far into this series of films, we don't need intrigue. We it, it doesn't matter. There's no such thing as a spoiler for a film like this.
1: Spoiler: Everyone dies.
0: Yeah, you're just going to see a longer version of the trailer, and are you going to enjoy it? <laughs> probably if what you're expecting is just everyone to be killed by the predator in interesting ways i am going to call out one bad cgi moment at one point some guy gets cut in half and it looks terrible
1: i was going to actually literally bring that up i was going to say look this film has a 15 rating in the uk which i think is r-rated in the us right uh because of as you say people being cut in half and i'm sure lots of people slash things exploding yeah it looks
0: quite gory um i hope they fix some more of the cgi before the film comes out
1: because there has to be like it has to be g- kind of realistic i think i mean not not that i've seen many people being... yeah, it
0: has to make you not lose your suspension so you like so yeah it like, yeah. can't bring you back into the real world and go oh that looks real fake uh one thing i think the trailer shouldn't have put in was the predator dogs yeah because those those are new they should have let us experience that in the f- okay. film.
1: Uh let's move on. Die Hard Six talking of franchises which refuse to go away. Uh yeah, Die Hard Six is now officially called McLean. A classic one word prequel. Sequel. It's gonna well, no, no, this is the thing, James. Pre sequel. It's a pre it's a prequel and a sequel at the same time. Is it going to be tied into the Looper universe? <laughs> well, see, this is what I thought. Uh Looper, if anyone has not seen an excellent time travel movie. This I don't think is I think. They're, they're hiring someone. They're going to bring in somebody to play young Bruce Willis. And then you've got old Bruce Willis. Yeah. And, and I presume it'll be some sort of rival who was there in the young days and is now an old dude.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's not going to be Bruce and young Bruce at, on the screen at the same time. It's going to be two stories that we get to watch happen. Maybe.
1: I don't know. Now, the last film in the Die Hard franchise, Die Hard 5... I don't know if you remember how much I detested that film, but basically it was the worst film of the year it was released. I think it was 2011, maybe 2012. Was that, like
0: with the actor whose career doesn't seem to be...
1: Jai Courtney. Yeah. How he still gets work, or did get work, yeah. I have no idea, because he can't act. Yeah. He has a nice face, he's like, and he's Australian. He's
0: like a very, very, very budget Adam Driver. <laughs>
1: That maybe wasn't enough berries. To be fair, if someone was describing me as a budget Adam Driver, I would take that as a compliment.
0: <laughs> so that's fair. Oh yeah.
1: He is like, if you were gonna go through one of those old wrestling games and went to like the create a wrestler segment, he would be the person that you came up with. Just like square face, oh, no, he wouldn't round be. He'd jaw. be. He'd
0: be the he'd be the generic one that they give you to work on. <laughs> yeah. Here's the person you don't want to be. Make oh. him who you want to be.
1: I'm sorry, Jai, but no, he was in Die Hard Five, and that film was absolutely dire.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So why would why would you go back to? Why didn't you just let sleeping dogs lie or terrible films rot and be forgotten? Because
0: sequels and prequels equals easy money.
1: Sequels and prequels equals. Easy money
0: And it's just a shame because prequels and sequels, they all have to fit in so much Like audience, just call-outs to the audience. Like, oh, check this yeah, out. Exactly. Do you remember this book? Do you remember this thing? whole bunch of Easter eggs, whole bunch of references, and it just ties the writing into something bland and predictable and boring. Uh, there's not many good prequels or sequels out there.
1: Fun fact, before we move on. Do you remember in Die Hard, uh, an Alan Rickman's character... Uh, when he dies, is because he falls off the top of the building. He's hanging yeah. on. He falls off. Yeah. Uh, fun fact was the effects uh, team were dropping him onto an airbag from about 20 to 30 feet. Mm-hmm. And we're going to let go on a 3-2-1. Yeah. They let him go on two ah. to get his like shocked reaction. A genuine.
0: Yeah. Don't trust that you can and act. And that's the one they use in the film. Don't, don't make him act. Surprise him. <laughs> yeah. Actors can't uh, pretend to be shocked. Don't be silly. Yeah. So I thought that was quite cool. Yeah, directors anyway, and their shenanigans, that's what they do.
1: Uh, let's move on before we get to some uh, news. The last trailer we're going to look at is The Front Runner. Now, well, g- <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. It's rolling around to Oscar season, James. It is. This one is, uh, ironically, one of The Front Runners. Imagine. It's Hugh Jackman uh, doing his not Wolverine impression as US presidential hopeful in 1988 Gary Hart. Let's have a listen. We need to say something. It's nobody's business. None of it is. Okay, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about how you get through today. This campaign is about the future. Not rumors, not sleeks, and I care about the sanctity of this process, whether you do or do not. James, this is Hugh Jackman doing his his anything which is a Wolverine impression. His super serious acting accent. What do you think of this? I like the look of it.
0: As a non-American who hasn't studied presidents, I don't know much about this. So no, neither do I. Yeah, so I, it has it has tickled me. i I want to see this now because it looks well done and it clearly is just going for Oscars for every single member of the cast. They're trying to hit all the all the boxes. And
1: um, it Vera Farmiga in this or was I making that up? I can't remember names. Okay. Names isn't my thing. Well, any any film which has Vera Farmiga in it is infinitely better already.
0: I'll, yeah, I'll I'll trust you with that one. Uh, But this looks, it's just, yeah, there Vera's in it. I've just checked, Vera's in it. And it it looks like they've taken care with it and it looks like an interesting story and something that really did apparently change uh, American politics, which obviously then changed the world, so. Oh,
1: yeah, okay. Yes, but ultimately, let's just move on. Uh, Talking off the Oscars, you may remember a few episodes back, we were discussing the introduction of the new popular film category. How's that Which was meant to be rewarding the likes of Black Panther and other films, which audiences really like, but critics aren't that hot on. The news this week is that the Oscars in 2019 is, is not going to have this category. Oh, no. James, why do you think this is?
0: Because they realise they just have to give it to Infinity War, and that seems boring.
1: Well, I think the organisers have said they need to kind of look at the award again and maybe slightly change it, because the reaction hasn't been overwhelmingly positive.
0: (laughs) The reaction for the film that made the most money... Oh, boys, can't wait to hear what film made the most money. They better change it. I don't know how they're going to change it, because the Oscars, the only reason it's interesting is because it's opinion, right? It's not a fact. You can't make Oscars that are factual. But This one would have to be a fact, so it's just not interesting.
1: Well, yeah, but also... I think it would be one of these ones where the winner would be telegraphed weeks in advance. Like, if they had it for this year's Oscars, you'd just be like, well, that's clearly Black Panther. Yeah, this is
0: what what I'm saying. Because it's just obvious which film has been the most popular, it's not really an interesting Oscar. So maybe they'll bring it back. Maybe they'll realize after listening to us talk about it again that it is a waste of time and (laughs) to try to do interesting things, please.
1: Before we talk about what we've watched this week, and then on to Serena Williams. Serena Williams. Let's talk about uh, Avengers 4, uh, our weekly mention of Avengers. Uh, Mark Ruffalo says that the upcoming sequel to Infinity War, still unnamed, apparently does not have an ending yet. Now, I find this hard to believe. Maybe it's going to be called Infinity Peace Conference. (laughs) Avengers Conscious Uncoupling. Wow. Wow. Now, that's a that's a dated reference. Yeah,
0: I love it, though. Somewhere <laughs> deep inside, and I appreciate that.
1: Okay. Uh, James, Mark Ruffle saying, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the film doesn't have an ending yet. Is he just stoking the fires a bit more, or do you really think he has no idea?
0: Well, I'd be worried if there isn't an ending. I wouldn't be so worried if the cast hasn't seen the ending. What I think has happened is that the story's written. They're
1: Maybe doing this... reshoots right now, by the way. That's why he's talking about it.
0: Yeah, they're doing reshoots, but... Like the cast just doesn't have a complete script. I don't know. Like if it doesn't have an ending, then that's a bit worrying. Like if they're having to rewrite the ending now <laughs> and because their idea didn't work, I don't know how they're gonna come up with a better idea. It's it, it's never I don't expect this film's gonna hit the same quality
1: as its as its predecessor. No, I, I don't think it will. It would be it would be quite an achievement if it did.
0: Oh, I'm all for it doing that because my expectations are low, so if it exceeds them. I'm happy.
1: I think the one thing I've seen online has been that the fallout of the Guardians of the Galaxy 3, uh, James Gunn sacking, and everything that's come after that has forced Marvel to rethink how they want to hand off onto the brand new Phase 4. Because Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was meant to be like the ten-pole film of this whole Phase 4. It was meant to be the next big one.
0: Maybe that's it. They're just rewriting some arcs to speed some up and slow some down.
1: And kill some people off.
0: Yeah, and kill off Batista. (laughs) Okay, right. Sorry, Sorry, let's move on. Sorry, mate. I'm sorry, to you. You're you're one of my favourite actors lately. It's just just so unexpectedly
1: good. Let's talk about what we've watched this week, James. I'm going to let you start. What have you been watching?
0: I have watched, since the last time we spoke, a season and a bit of The Expanse that's on Netflix for us. Now, what is that? It's a sci-fi show based on like solar system but in the future so mars has been colonized oh a lot of the asteroids in the belt have been colonized some like moons of other planets have been colonized and just the tensions that are between all these places because they're independent but not really so it's almost it's almost a cold war set in space and following like a few characters that are major influencers in that Almost by accident.
1: Well, seeing you as you've seen a season and a half, that would indicate to me that you're quite enjoying it then.
0: I am enjoying it very much. It's tickling the little sci-fi taste bud.
1: Nice. And um, what else, if anything else?
0: I have seen a couple of episodes of Iron Fist.
1: Oh, season two?
0: Season two, and I do not hate it. <laughs> okay. Which uh, is a major improvement so far. Yeah, I was going
1: to say, just recap how you felt with season one. Uh,
0: season one had... Glimmers of hope.
1: That's putting it Um, kindly. um,
0: It had terrible fight choreography, terrible character writing, just terrible dialogue in general. Uh, Season two has mildly improved dialogue. Not great. Not (laughs) as bad. The fight scenes are better, which is a big part of this show because he's a fighter. He's a hand-to-hand combat boy. Yeah,
1: like his whole thing is martial arts.
0: Yeah, he does some questionable things. You've got the standard, like, bad guys with guns keep walking closer to good guy without guns without shooting him, which confuses me in every TV show it's in. But the fights seem to have been uh, written better and acted and choreographed better. Uh, And so far, the plot is intriguing. I don't know where they're going with it, but it is a follow-up to the defenders and... uh, They've used that well. So the Defenders have left a power vacuum. This show is trying to deal with the power vacuum.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, Iron Fist Season 2, plus The Expanse, plus Better Call Saul, plus The Good Place, plus everything, is all oh, yeah. on my We're list. Oh yeah, some Better Call Saul too. It's all on my list for once unemployment hits so rest assured people there will be weekly updates of what tv yeah. series and series uh, i've everyone finished that week.
0: there that's just currently cringing at the thought of uh, another luke cage situation of the podcast here i promise i am not going to mention iron Fist again until i have finished it
1: nice good okay well james very briefly because time is running out i'll tell you what i've watched i've watched three movies this week uh two at the cinema one on netflix the one on netflix which i know some people have seen already is called to all the boys i've loved before which is not a historical narrative of my life. Hey. Hey. Yeah. I'm not going to sum up, In fact, I'm not going to sum up the plot. It's yeah. a kind of, it's a bit of a twist on the kind of classic rom-com. I watched it because uh, I had seen the reviews and thought it was worth watching. And actually, it's a nice wee film. Like it's, it's, I'm never going to watch it again. Okay. But in terms of if you want to pass a nice evening with a significant other. And a glass of wine. You could do worse. You could do worse. Yeah. Uh, although all the, right. I, again like some of the characters decisions and uh motivations are mind-boggling but it's a film i don't care
0: <laughs> yeah yeah sometimes you just have to not care
1: yeah okay uh, in terms of things i've seen in the movies two films the first one searching now this is probably the most unique film i've seen this year the entire film is shown through laptop screens through FaceTime, through Skype, there is not a single shot which has actually been filmed, well, certainly does not appear to have been filmed by an actual TV camera, an actual right, film so, camera.
0: So it's either the literal object or a filter on the screen that makes it look like it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right. so for example, you're watching a screen recording of yeah. somebody type, typing text, yeah. and then a reply popping up. Uh, the main actor in it is John Cho, who most people would recognise from the new Star Trek films. Oh, he right, is... Yeah excellent and the film as a whole is is a really good fun and as much as you think you know what's happening you're like oh this is really telegraphed really obvious it then goes in a completely different direction Mm -hmm. and in terms of the way it's uniquely presented i give it top marks for that i I really did enjoy it very very different from anything else i've seen right and it didn't make you feel feel ill it wasn't like one of those no no it didn't no it didn't it was it was more I was intrigued, actually, because you're waiting to see what happens next. And you're thinking, I've never, I've honestly never seen a film like it. Okay. Uh, and reviews have been good. If you do get a chance to see it, then I would recommend it. The other film, which has definitely made it into my top five of films of the year, <gasps> is called Upgrade. Who? Now, I think it may have ended its run in the cinemas because it's a Bloomhouse production, which, of course, did you know all these kind of critically acclaimed uh, thriller slash horror films. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole list of them and they've become quite notorious and the fact that so many of their films are really small budgets and then make an absolute fortune. This one right. is going to be similar. It's Upgrade. It's uh, the main character's Logan Marshall Green who is not a household name. He was in Prometheus. He's the captain, I think, in Prometheus. Anyway. Okay. It's it's a, just, a, just a really excellent film. Essentially, he is a human who is paraplegic. Uh, robot gets put inside his brain Ooh. who can then talk to him. And it's like his uh, his journey as he tries to kind of get back to normality, whilst also avenging the deaths of his wife. Um, oh right! Wow. And un-, un kind of finding out who the bad guys are, and it is funny. It's incredibly violent. Uh, some of the, there was a, the first death actually made the cinema I was in gasp and then start laughing at just how. Really awful it was. Okay. Um, but in terms of, like, I genuinely loved it. I thought it was brilliant. If you do get the chance to see Upgrade, watch it. I, oh, I had a great time. I had a really good time watching it. I will have to see it. Okay, that almost brings us to the end. James, we're going <laughs> to talk about Serena Williams. Yeah, two, also...
0: two white guys talk about Serena Williams. <laughs> okay.
1: In fact, no, no, um, just very, very briefly before we get to that. Spider-Man. It's, <gasps> the game came out, and, it, it's, and everybody likes it. Yay!
0: Imagine a good Spider-Man game. It's been so many years since there was a good Spider-Man game, and there's no feeling like being a Spider-Man swinging through a city, right? It just works so there's well. There's no feeling like it. it just, it's just such a fun game mechanic, and it hasn't worked for years. People haven't done it right for years, and this game is apparently good. I've not played it, but it's apparently good, and that excites me.
1: That's good. Living vicariously through the eyes of Peter Parker sounds like a great time.
0: Yes, and also apparently, like you play as other people too, which just seems to me like a really bad idea in a Spider-Man game to make you do anything that isn't being Spider-Man.
1: Can we play it on the web? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, 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 sorry, that sound was the the sound of multiple people shutting their app that they were listening to the podcast on. No, yeah, that's that's the, the
0: there there goes half of the half okay. of the audience down to one. Then only mum remains. Wow, same joke.
1: (laughs) Serena Williams, everybody. Uh, The US. Now, I feel a bit bad. We should not really be talking about Serena Williams. We should be talking about Naomi Osaka. We should be. be 20-year-old Japanese uh, tennis player who won her first major at 20 years old. Yeah, looking to be
0: maybe world number one.
1: But she has been overshadowed by Serena Williams, who if you didn't see it the weekend, uh, threw a bit of a temper tantrum She did during the US Open final. She was given uh, a code violation, a point violation, then a game violation, mainly for, uh, I mean, first of all, she destroyed a racket and then she kind of aimed to, no, sorry, my bad. No, no, no. So the first thing
0: that happened was her coach gave her coaching. Yes, And the rules within the tennis is that if your coach tries to coach you, it's a violation whether or not
1: it's successful.
0: So whether or not Serena noticed, the coach cheated, so the team gets a violation.
1: Then she destroyed a racket, which is racket abuse. Yeah. Her thing.
0: You can, if you, if you like break your racket and you don't carry on using it, you get a warning or you get a fine or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. However, she broke her so bad that she couldn't do the whole like, I'm going to play one more point with it thing and then switch out the racket so I avoid the fine and the violation. Um, and I believe at that point she hadn't realised that the in that the coaching thing was an actual violation. Yeah. That it wasn't just a, a little warning, and then it just devolved into a, I believe, more than ten minute argument.
1: It beca- yeah it became a a slanging match against the umpire. The crowd very much on Serena's side. Yeah, as yeah, yeah. she called him a liar and a thief, and was then docked a game, or rather, a game was given to Osaka, uh, yeah. which prompted even more booze from the crowd. Yeah. And then she lost the final and has gone out to say that, uh, during the rant, she said the umpire would never uh, referee one of her games again. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realise she had that power. And uh, then said she was being treated differently because if it was a man, it, she, the umpire would never have dealt with her the way that he did. Is she right? Um... There's one part that she's right
0: on, and it's that she, as Serena Williams, seems to be getting rules enforced on her more than anyone else. Maybe it's just because I've seen more headlines about it over the career, because it's been a very long time. She's always been getting violations and stuff. Okay. Um. However, at the... I've seen some stats for the U.S. Open and males receiving violations heavily outweighed females getting violations. So I'm sure there are many occasions of people, tennis players, who are berating the the umpires and they don't get a warning, they don't get a violation because the umpires are being kind and they're being flexible with the rules. This umpire doesn't do that. Um, So there is reason to complain because the rules aren't being enforced elsewhere, but just because the rules aren't being enforced elsewhere, doesn't mean that you should think that you're justified in bending the rules
1: too. I would agree. And I would also say that, okay, sure. In this case, I think Serena was probably in the wrong. Uh, and uh, you can't really talk to an umpire like that. I mean, that's no. just, that's just basic professionalism. The fact,
0: the fact is that the umpire w- went by the book. yeah that's just it and maybe other empires don't but this guy did
1: there was one earlier in the u.s open when a female player was given a violation or a fine for changing her top midway through a game uh, or sorry midway through a set in which the male players do that all the time
0: i can't i can't remember the specifics of that it might have been to do with where she changed rather than what she was doing i think you're supposed to do it in a break and she did it at the baseline. I don't know. I'm, I can't speak to that. I don't remember it anymore. It was two weeks ago or something.
1: Do you think as well that people have, you know, because Serena is genuinely one of the greatest athletes of all time, uh, very much will be on her side regardless of what's actually taking place?
0: Yeah. So because she's the greatest player, there people will more be on her side, but she'll also be expected to abide by the rules better than other players. So yeah. it's a positive and a negative. There's pressure on her to be the best in terms of your gameplay and how you stick to the rules. Now, I'm sure in tennis, as there is in every single organization, mm. there is still like remnants and maybe more than remnants of racism and sexism. I, I just, I feel they don't apply to this as much. They might apply to Serena, but they don't apply to this instance.
1: Okay, well, I think that probably rounds us up for this episode.
0: No, yeah, there's two um, British white guys talking about a very big American tennis problem. So yeah.
1: thank you, I everyone, mean, for listening. Th- I mean, if you really wanted some insight in Serena Williams, this is where you would come to. That's just no Absolutely.
0: But it's a shame that the, the stage was taken away from Osaka, who ended up apologizing for winning. I know. Her first ever slammer, she apologized. It's just such a shame.
1: To be fair, I'm, I'm based on that performance. I'm sure she will have many more chances to lift trophies. Yeah, but, but yeah, no, you're right. The moment was taken away from her. Yeah. Oh well, and James, I'm going to take this moment away from you and say goodbye. Goodbye, Colin. I will see you Good. hopefully at the same or regular-ish time next week. Yeah,
0: starting next week. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's right. do it. So yeah, goodbye, everybody. Thank you for Bye, thank you for your ears. Uh, see you later, Serena.